What's up, everyone? Welcome back to All Good Points. It's your favorite sports podcast that's hosted by me, Ricky Gray Jr. The San Francisco 49ers are one of the league's hottest teams right now, which begs the question, are the Niners unstoppable? So let's take some time this week to break down the NFC's hottest team. And after that, we're going to be taking a look at week 13 and making some picks. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast and on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. Now let's start the show. Now, I truly don't know a better way to get you guys started off on a Tuesday than hitting you with some hard rock and roll while you're driving, doing the dishes, whatever the hell you're doing right now while you're listening to the show. You should be pretty pumped. You know what I'm saying? I got the rock music. I got the jazz music. I'm here to make you feel good, right? I'm not here to inform you on what's going on in leagues across the globe, right? I'm here to make sure that you got your vibe going right on a Tuesday. Um, so the main conversation today is going to be about the San Francisco 49ers. And and the main question is, are they an unstoppable force? Are they this crazy force to be reckoned with? I mean, we can kind of see from what we've been looking at in the last, you know, I'd say the last five or six games that San Francisco is definitely somebody to watch out for. Right. But are they at the level that, you know, the mass media is putting them at? Are they really that good? Uh, which is what we're going to be breaking down today. But before we start breaking down that, I want to take you guys back a couple of years to 2017, where the the talk in the NFC West was all about the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams clinched the West with an 11-5 and record. Everybody was talking about how good the Rams were. They were this great, awesome team, blah, blah, blah. Um, shortly after them, or a little bit behind them, was the Seattle Seahawks. And the, the Seahawks came in at 9-7. and But the the main point of this is... The worst team in the NFC West was the San Francisco 49ers with a 6-10 and record. Now, this was before a lot of key pieces showed up, which is, which is really what's important. But the, the, the main point here is that San Francisco went from being the worst team in the NFC West to the best team in the NFC West, handedly the best team in the NFC West, by, you know, two years. Within two years, they were at the top of the NFC West. Now, they, they kind of followed up the 2017 year a little bit lackluster. You know, the, the only team that was worse than them was the Cardinals, and the Cardinals were 3-13, and but San Francisco had another tough year in 2018 when, when they went 4-12. and um, and, and if I can break down that year for a second, before we start getting into the reason why the, the 49ers are who they are right now, you have to know where they come from, right? The 49ers are a winning team. You can go back to the Montana days. You can go back to the Steve Young days, the, the Jerry Rice days. You can go back all, however far back you want to go. San Francisco is a winning football team, and they've been that way for a very long time. Now, in 2017, when they had that bad going and they finished last in the NFC West, it could have been like, you know, calling it quits. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they could have they could have threw in the towel and kind of tanked and, you know, said, fuck it, we're going to just try to draft and, and do these things, blah, 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 to see if we can, if, if we can build from here. Instead, uh, they go out and they, they pick up a young coach in Kyle Shanahan and they go and get somebody as, as statured as Jimmy Garoppolo. They go and pick up Jarek McKinnon from Minnesota and they kind of are starting to think, okay, we're putting the pieces together. The defense can play pretty well. Uh, there's some pieces still missing there, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit later. But they, they kind of got their offensive captain in Jimmy Garoppolo. They thought a lot of things were going to be going good. They got a running back from Minnesota that was a, a tried-and-true running back. Everybody thought he was going to do really well in San Francisco. And 
injuries just plagued them all of 2018, right? And there was people that stepped in that played pretty well, you know, to get them the four wins that they did. But at the same time, it was people were still kind of going, yeah, like they they're they're not really going to amount to much. Everybody's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo not really being that good of a quarterback, anyways, right? So 2018 passes, uh, 2019 shows up. They've got a pretty pretty high pick in the draft, and they pick up somebody that is very very important to their success. A man from Ohio State, his name is Nick Bosa. If you don't know who Nick Bosa is, he has a brother named Joey Bosa. If you don't know the Bosa brothers, start watching football. Um, because I don't really have much else to tell you. I can't really I can't really go on with the the defensive stature of the San Francisco 49ers if you don't know who the Bosa brothers are, and more importantly, who Nick Bosa is. Um, so they go and get Nick Bosa, and now Nick Bosa is part of this kind of kind of scary i'll say very scary front seven they the the san francisco 49ers the 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 real thing that's kind of unknowing about them is how scary their um front seven is so just to read off a couple of people that are that are pretty scary uh nick bosa obviously dj jones deforest buckner and then uh fred warner these are guys that are really, really, really great football players, and they have still had problems, you know, on defense as far as injuries go. Uh, D. Ford is out. Quan Alexander is on IR. There's a, there's a ton of people that they have that usually are there that are down right now. But yet and still, this is one of the best defenses that we've seen in years. Okay, and it's not. I'm not stretching it very far. I'm really not. I'm really not stretching it too far. It's not like I'm making this up. Okay, this is this is all statistic based. Okay, points against they're a little bit under fifteen. They allow fourteen point eight points per game. Now on the opposite side of the ball on offense, just in their rushing yards alone, they're second in rushing with one hundred and forty five point six yards per game, thirty point two in points per game. That's sitting at second two passing yards. They're at fourteenth. the The team is so solid. Okay, that's that's the, the the beauty of the San Francisco 49ers is how solid that the team actually is. And this is a team that, like I said, two years ago, nobody was talking about. Nobody was concerned about the 49ers in 2017. This this was we were thinking that they were going to be going through a four or five year rebuild before they even mattered, before they were even popping up on anybody's radar. And I mean, boy, oh boy, did they prove a lot of people wrong. I mean, we're sitting here talking about them right now, and and it's and it's not because it's not because we necessarily want to. It's because we have to. We have to talk about these guys now. One of the other things that people bring up about the 49ers this year is that oh, they haven't beat anybody. They haven't beat anybody. Not anybody that matters. Blah blah blah. Okay, well, let's just break this down really quick. Week one, they play Tampa Bay. They beat Tampa Bay 31 to 17. Okay, Tampa Bay's not that great of a team. Move on to Cincinnati. They beat Cincinnati 41-17. to Cincinnati's horrible. They go on to Pittsburgh, beat Pittsburgh 24-20. to Take a bye week, come back, kill Cleveland 31-3, to okay? Now, this next game that comes up, everybody's like, oh, here's the 49ers test. Here's the test for the 49ers. They head over to Los Angeles, and they smack the Rams 20-7. to And everybody kind of just glossed over it. Like, oh, it's a fluke. Okay, well, they go on to beat Washington 9-0. to They go on to beat Carolina 51-13. to They beat Arizona 28-25. to They lose to Seattle in a very controversial game, 27-24. to Then they go on to beat Arizona again, 36-26. to And now, now we get to them being 9-1. and 
they have a primetime matchup on Sunday night against the Green Bay Packers. This is where it gets interesting. Everybody is saying this is the game that, that this, the San Francisco 49ers look like dog shit. This is Aaron Rodgers is going to make that defense look like trash. He's going to be able to pick apart that defense. That defense isn't that good. So on and so forth. Blah, blah, blah. As I say, blah, blah, blah. This is what happens when people don't understand how strong of a defense San Francisco really has. So San, uh, San Francisco waiting at home. Green Bay heads into Candlestick and gets blown out. 37 to 8. In the most dominant showing I've seen against the Green Bay Packers in years. Okay? In years. Jimmy Garoppolo, 14 for 20, 253 yards, two touchdowns. George Kittle, six receptions, 129 yards, one touchdown. Now, I'm about to point out something that is very, 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 very important. Aaron Rodgers, 20 for 33, 104 yards, and one touchdown. They kept Aaron Rodgers to under 200 yards passing. They kept Aaron Rodgers under 150 yards passing. He's just above, just above 100 yards passing. That's scary, okay? That is, that's not something that's easy. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are a scary football team. That's a very hard football team to play. And, and San Francisco made it look like they were playing children. It's... It's not something that's easy to do, even when Green Bay is on the road. And I even took Green Bay. I took Green Bay because I thought, you know, Aaron was going to be a little bit, um, just a little bit better than Jimmy in this game. And Green Bay's defense was going to be able to keep up with San Francisco's defense and try to fight back a little bit. And I was wrong. I was completely wrong about that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times for 38 yards. It just, it, it was one, it was a sloppy game, right? It was a sloppy game on the part of the Packers as far as getting their offense going. They weren't able to do that. But San Francisco even gave them chances. They, the San Francisco had nine penalties for 78 yards. So it's not like, it's not like Green Bay didn't have a chance to get back in this game. They did. It's just that defense was so suffocating that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay offense could not get going. Now, I understand where a lot of people are coming from as far as saying that San Francisco hasn't really done a whole lot to prove that they are this unstoppable force. And I I get it, okay? I, I really do. And there's a couple of things that we're going to be seeing in the coming weeks on whether or not they are, whether or not they are actually unstoppable. Mainly, in a couple of days, right, next week on Sunday, they have to play Baltimore in Baltimore. Baltimore just got done creaming and when I say creaming I mean creaming the Rams 45 to 6 so this is a this isn't a scrub team that that San Francisco is about to head head into their home and play you have to head to Baltimore and play Baltimore on their turf that's that's just as nasty as a defense just as high scoring as an offense stellar quarterback stellar running back good wide receivers good front seven and, and they're playing each other. This is two teams that mirror each other in separate conferences that are going to be playing. And that's what we get to experience. That's what we really get to see. We, we get to find out this week if the 49ers are really this unstoppable force that we just can't get past. 
You know, is there anybody in the league that can compete with the 49ers? The only team that I really see on the same level as them is the Seahawks. That's really the only team that I see on the same level as them. Now, there's some things there about the game that they had against the Seahawks that were kind of like controversial, tossed up in the air. They only lost by a field goal. So I honestly don't think that San Francisco is going to lose to them again until, you know, maybe playoff time or something along that line. But it's it's we're going to be seeing it this week. So we have to hold tight and we have to see uh, in the in the coming days how San Francisco is going to deal with Lamar Jackson and the rest of the Ravens. Uh, let's take a quick break and then let's talk about these uh, these week 13 games and get to our week 13 review. So let's talk about the week 13 games. Now, if you're listening on Turkey Day, first of all, happy Turkey Day to you. Um, Also, you're probably getting ready to watch some games, starting with Chicago and Detroit. Now, this is kind of a game of uh, NFC North versus NFC North. Classic Turkey Day game. I think it's been Chicago and Detroit for like years past. Like they're usually always playing on Thanksgiving. Um, I'll take I'll take Chicago over Detroit in that game. Buffalo at Dallas, that's an interesting game because now we kind of get to see if Buffalo's as good as they look or as their record shows. Um, A lot of people have a lot of questions about Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo wins in Dallas. I'll take Dallas over Buffalo at home. Um, New Orleans at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta kind of laid the pipe to New Orleans a couple weeks ago, so I I think New Orleans takes this game, or at least I hope they do because if not, it's going to look really weird that they keep losing to Atlanta. Um, so yeah, I'll take New Orleans over Atlanta, moving on New York at Cincinnati. Uh, New York played really well against the Raiders. So I'll go ahead and take New York over Cincinnati, Tennessee at Indianapolis. I'm going to actually take Tennessee in this game. Tennessee has kind of hit their stride as a understanding what kind of football team they are. Ryan Tannehill is playing a higher level of quarterbacking than I think Tennessee has seen in a very, very long time. He's putting his body on the line, which is something that I don't really like. I think he should be a little bit more careful. But at the same time, he's proving that, you know, he should have been the starter from the get-go. So uh, good on Ryan Tannehill. I'll take him and Tennessee over Indianapolis. Philadelphia at Miami. I'm going to take Philly over Miami. That's kind of just a simple game. I do think that Philadelphia needs to figure out what they want to do with Carson Wentz because his time has to be running out. Like, there's, there's no way that Carson can continue being a quarterback there for very long. I just don't see it. Uh, Green Bay at New York. I mean, I have to take Green Bay just because they're playing New York. But after that kind of heart-wrenching guttural loss that they took to the 49ers, I think one, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a little bit upset. I think Aaron is going to be like kind of angry Aaron. And I think that there's a portion that could come back to bite him in the ass in that game. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, not to say that New York has like this offensive caliber team that can keep up with Green Bay or anything like that. I just feel like this is kind of like a trap game to where if Green Bay, uh, kind of thinks that they can just kind of skate by through this game or something like that, they could end up getting shocked. 
but I, I'm still just based off of instinct. I have to take Green Bay over New York. Uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. This is another interesting game. You know, we're kind of revisiting the whole Miles Garrett versus Mason Rudolph thing. Uh, the good thing is, more than likely, neither of these guys will be playing in this game because Mason Rudolph was benched uh, this weekend rightfully so uh he was playing like trash he was playing horrible so it was good that that Pittsburgh decided to to bench him and um you know move on with their their backup quarterback and kind of just let the whole uh Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett situation kind of you know flutter away considering that both of them won't be playing I'll take Cleveland over Pittsburgh just because I like how Cleveland plays uh not a whole lot to say there really I just I think Cleveland might be able to get this win I don't know Maybe. Let's just say maybe. Uh, Washington at Carolina. I think Carolina is going to get back on track this weekend and beat Washington. Obviously, Washington is still struggling. It was good that Dwayne Haskins, uh, you know, took some time to take some selfies with some fans. But at the same time, there's a lot of trouble in Washington that is not going to get solved in a week. It's not going to get solved with a win. It's not going to get solved for a, for a couple of years, I think. It's going to take a couple of years of drafting and building before we start talking about Washington a little bit more seriously. So in the meantime, I will be taking Carolina in that game. Tampa by, uh, Tam, Jesus, Tampa Bay at uh, Jacksonville. Um, Man, I kind of want to see Nick Foles hit his stride, and you know it would be good to kind of see that against Tampa Bay, and especially with Jacksonville playing at home. But, I mean... I've got to take Tampa just because Tampa's offense seems like it's a little bit more high powered. The only thing that makes me think Jacksonville might win this game is because Jackson's uh, Jacksonville's defense can be really, really stingy and really, really suffocating at times. And we all know that James Winston just crumbles under pressure. So if they can get to James Winston pretty frequently, I would say that Jacksonville has a good chance of winning this one. But based off of offense, I'm going to go ahead and take Tampa Bay. I just I don't think Jacksonville has hit its stride yet. Uh, maybe not this year, maybe next year, somewhere around that. San Francisco at Baltimore. Now this is easily the game of the week. I don't care what's on. Uh, I don't care what the Turkey Day games are. I don't really care what the 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 Monday night game is. This is the game of the week. Easily the game of the week. Um even though I do care about the Monday night game. But um, th- this is easily the game of the week for me. San Francisco at Baltimore because we finally get to decide who's the better team. You know, these two teams have kind of been trending upwards the entire year, and nobody's ever really been able to slow them down, even though they both have a loss. Well, Baltimore has two losses under their belt, but, you know, they both have lost. It just it doesn't seem like anybody's ever really been able to slow them down enough to where the momentum leaves. Uh, San Francisco has been able to stay the course even though they lost a game. Baltimore was able to stay the course even though they lost two games, and now they're looking better than ever. So San Francisco heads into uh, to Maryland to play Baltimore. Who comes out on top? I think I got to go with the home team just because it, it's it's the advantage at home that Baltimore has uh, along with their offense, you know, along with their offense. Now, this would be some crazy stuff, and people would really be able to see how strong San Francisco's defense is if, uh, if San Francisco is able to get to Lamar Jackson and shut him down. Everybody knows the way, to, the way to stop Baltimore is to shut down Lamar Jackson. So we'll see if San Francisco can scheme well enough to do that or if uh, Baltimore is going to run away with that game. So we'll see how that plays out. Los Angeles at Arizona. I wouldn't be surprised if the home team takes this one away. I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona is able to beat Los Angeles. Los Angeles does not look good. And this is the, the Los Angeles Rams, not the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm, I'm going to be really happy when that finally changes and, and we're, we're saying something different, you know. They just need to change the location. Like, just change it to something else. You don't have to do San Diego or anything like that. Do, like, um, 
the the Santa Monica Chargers. I don't know. Just do it. Do something to where I don't have to say Los Angeles multiple times. Um, but I, I could see uh, Kyler Murray and the home team uh, winning uh, winning this one. And and I think actually what I will do is I'll take Arizona over over Los Angeles. Um, moving on, the Los Angeles Chargers at Denver. Denver's kind of only lost games by a couple of points, and I don't really see this week being any any different. Um, I think. I think that they will lose, but I don't think that they'll lose by a lot. I think I think that the the Chargers will probably only be able to beat them by a field goal. The Chargers are another team that just look god awful this year. Just look awful. Um, Oakland at Kansas City. Oakland kind of just got taxed by the Jets, and I don't think that they have enough bounce back potential to head into Kansas City and win in Kansas City. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I mean. Imagine losing that bad to a team like the Jets and then having to go into Kansas City and play Patrick Mahomes. I don't think you play him as well if you're coming off of a loss than if you're coming off as a win. I don't know if that makes sense. But if if you're coming off of a win, I feel like the the morale is going to be really, really high. So you're going to play with a lot of intensity because you want to keep that going. What the Raiders have showed me is that when they lose, they lose bad and they carry it with them. Like, I think that the the morale is going to sit there and it's not like they're heading home. If they were heading home, it'd probably be a little bit different and I'd, I'd probably swing it the opposite direction. I would still take the take the Chiefs, obviously, but... Um, I think that they're they're not going to be able to shake that funk, and I, I really think Kansas City is going to throttle them this weekend. Uh, New England at Houston. This is another game where New England gets to show some of its uh some some of its talents, and then Houston can kind of show or get get themselves back into the playoff race if they're able to beat New England. Now, easily, that's the Sunday night game. It's it's kind of like a feature game. Everybody thinks it's going to be a really really good game. I don't. I think that Bill Belichick will be able to scheme for Deshaun Watson pretty well. And this is late in the year. Like we're getting to, we're getting to very, very late in the season and you're playing new England in December. Really? You just don't beat new England this late in the season. So I got to take new England, even though they're heading into Houston Uh, last but not least December 2nd, Monday night game, Minnesota at Seattle. This is the biggest game of Minnesota's season. Honestly, this is the biggest game that they will play this season. This can determine a lot of stuff. Um, and I, I only mean it on a like a season to season kind of thing, like regular season. This is the biggest game that they'll play. Um, they're tied right now with Green Bay at eight and three. And they can they can really kind of stick it to um, they can really kind of stick it to Green Bay if they get a win here. If they're able to get a win against Seattle in primetime, right? Primetime in Seattle. They're 5-11 and 11 against Seattle, and they've lost, I think it's the last four. I think it's the last four that they've lost. So they really need a win here, mainly, mainly because they, they can push themselves up to 9-3, and three, and if Green Bay loses, then, you know, Minnesota has a, they're in prime potential, they're controlling their own fate, um, and I, I hate to say it, I hate to say it to my fellow Viking fans, I am a Viking fan, you guys know that, but I gotta take Seattle at home. Seattle has been playing really, really well, and they play even better when they're at home. So I got to take Seattle at home. All right, guys, uh, that is it for me this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, remember to rate and review all good points on your favorite podcast platform. You know, follow me on Instagram at Ricky Gray Jr. and at All Good Points Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. Uh, look out for uh, my first article on um, NFL Spin Zone. I'm writing for them now, so if you guys get a chance to check out some of the articles that I write over there. 
it'd be much appreciated. Um, yeah, uh, let me let me know what you guys uh, want me to cover. You can leave it in comments on Instagram. You can DM me if there's anything that you would like me to talk about, uh, questions that you have or anything like that. Just remember to send them over to allgoodpointspodcast at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram at allgoodpointspodcast and it's time for me to go. So uh, you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day and it's time for me to get played out. Play out.